Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer, songwriter, and guitar player who was a semi-finalist on season 10 of The Voice, finishing fifth on that show this year. This year, she also made her Grand Ole Opry debut and is now working on a new project due out next year. In 2014, she had put out an album called Bridges, featuring performances with some of the biggest names in the business. She followed that up last year with an eight-song release entitled Dress Up This Town. You've been hearing a song of hers called Heartaches by the Number. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Mary Sarah. Hello, hello. How are you? Very good, Mary Sarah. Thanks so much for making time for this today. No problem. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Let's start off by having you talk about the song that was just playing, Heartaches by the Number. Tell the listeners, uh, especially since I was talking over it, what, what that song <laughs> is about and kind of the story behind it. Um, well, like you said, um, I, I had a project that I released called Bridges, and um, it was an album of duets. And um, I was honored to be able to sing with Mr. Ray Price on Heartaches by the Number. And um, I was about probably about, 16 years old when I went in the studio with Ray and um, it was one of the coolest things I that that whole project was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life and uh, and to work with Ray he's such a classy dude and um, he he came in it was amazing he came in and sang the song like three times through and mm. was like you know I, I think that's all you need and I was like <laughs> well the first one was good enough for me so <laughs> it was it's kind of like that's my definite goal, like going into the studio now. Like if I could sing the song three times through like Ray did and it be perfect like every time, um, then I have definitely achieved something. So um, he was amazing to work with and, you know, gave advice and um, just just like I said, a classy man. And um, it was an honor. So and we chose Heartaches by the Number because it's one of the songs that I would sing um, in the Opry's of Texas. And so it was kind of close to my heart. And uh, it's such a good dancing song. And and such a good feel song. And so it was just one of the ones that I thought would be great to do with him. And, and that's uh, how it all turned out. It was, I, it was an amazing project. Yeah, I like that story. And I'm, I'm picturing you, you know, as, as he comes in and sings it a whopping three times and you go, that, that's it? He, he's making it look, you're, you're making it look too easy. Could, could you do like a fourth or a fifth to make me feel better? <laughs> right. And, and, and like the fact that right after he was done with the third one, he was like, I think that's all you need. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. What the heck? <laughs> but you know, I, I do wonder though, I think that's all you need. Is there, is there a part of you that inside a little voice says, uh Oh, I think that's all I'm going to get out of him. Oh, no, not at all. No, because you know, each, each time that he did it, it was just so perfect. And you know, even I feel like, like the older Ray got, 
um, his voice, just like wood or, you know, like fine wine or anything. It just like, you know, ages really well. And his voice was just magnificent. I mean, it just, it blew me away to hear him live like that. Um, and so that's, that's another thing is, you know, I hope to be, you know, his age and, and singing just like that and, and still doing it all. Um, and just loving music like he did. So. Yeah, nicely said, nicely said. I've got a whole list of questions here, many of which are, how did you do that type questions? But I want to start <laughs> off with your background. Not only has this show gotten listeners from 120 countries around the world, which means there are people just hearing you for the first time. But we're going to wow. talk about a lot of success stories during this interview. And I think it helps yeah. for people to understand how this all got started. So for openers, yeah. you do split your time between Houston and Nashville, but you were actually born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And by the time you were eight years old, you were performing in churches, on radio stations and at regional Opry theaters. Was it was was it was there a manager who specialized in kid talent and then got you so many opportunities so young? Well, it just was so crazy. Um, you know, even when I started singing, it was never um, you know singing wasn't like I knew from the beginning like this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. It was mm. just kind of something at you know young age. I was like, oh yeah, vocal lessons. Like let's just do it. You know, it's like it's like you join tennis or you join like you know the oh, football team wow. or like it's just something you do. And and it was like kind of a hobby when I first started. And then I really just like felt I fell in love with it. And I didn't realize how much I would sing around the house like before I even started singing. And uh-huh. so I sang a lot. And I didn't even realize it until I took vocal lessons. And then I was singing all the time. And then that just kind of opened doors. Um, to meeting people in the music industry. And this is uh, is still, we're still talking about when you were eight, you were taking vocal vocal lessons and you could, because I'm, you know, I I was laughing about it, but I'm wondering, you know, for an eight-year-old to be getting, performing in churches is one thing, but on radio stations and at regional Opry theaters at, at only eight years old, that's, and I know they start young these days, (laughs) but that's, that's real young. It's it's amazing. It really is. And it it still blows me away that I started out so young too, because it's, it's such a weird thing. I, I don't know what to do at that age and, and to have those opportunities. And it was just, I loved what I did. And, um, and so, yeah, I started at eight, uh, with vocal lessons, but I didn't, nothing really, I mean, it was about eight or nine years old when I started and, you know, singing in churches and then, you know, it, the Opry's were just kind of a place, you know, at, at my age in Texas, you know, I wasn't going to be able to perform bars or anything sure, like that. Sure. And so it was one of the places that, um, accepted me and, and, uh, kind of, I dove into that, you know, traditional country music, um, at a young age. And, uh, and so then around, around 10 or 11 is when I really was like, okay, like I love this and I want to do this all the time. And, uh, and I, told okay. my vocal coach. Okay. Yeah, I told my vocal coach and he introduced me to an agent actually out in LA. Well, and, I, don't, uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but, but so those, uh, so those radio station performances and those regional Opry theater performances, those were, uh, it sounds like, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that sounds like maybe they were just happening organically, or maybe it was your parents or, or your voice teacher. You, 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 I, I made the joke, you know, did you have a manager who specialized in kid yeah. talent, but w- was that all just happening kind of it on was, its it own? Was, it was very organic, but also, you know, I was telling my parents, like, I, I want to sing and, and I want to, I want to perform and stuff. And, and they're like, okay, well, where, 
where are opportunities for, you know, eight, nine, 10 year olds yeah, to yeah. perform. And so it, it definitely was kind of like, you know, my parents were listening to me going, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to like perform. And, and so they, you know, researched, you know, the best places for me and, and that's where it was. And, wow, and so that's, that's where wonderful. I dove in. Yeah. And, and I continued, I continued in the Opry's of Texas for years after that. I'm just yeah. performing and yeah, talk about yeah. um talk about at age twelve you were a featured singer and dancer in the touring company of Kids Bop, which I, I remember that all too yeah. well from my nieces and nephews when they were you know when it was age appropriate for them. How how did you get that? And and I guess more importantly, how much did that do for a full initiation into the entertainment business? Because again, listeners, I, I just said she was a singer and dancer in the touring company of Kids Bop. So this isn't something that you go to on a Saturday morning and then you come back home and you continue what a 12-year-old does on a Saturday. So just yeah. talk about that experience, Mary Sarah. Well, yeah. So I, um, like I said, my vocal coach, I kind of said, you know, this is what I want to do. And and he and you know, introduced me to an agent out in LA. And then mm. that opened the door to, you know, having auditions and, and things like that. And I remember my mom and I, um, around 12 years old, we were kind of just going back and forth to LA, um, just to meet people and, you know, audition for things and, and just stuff like that. And then I saw, um, that the email came through for kids bop and I was like, I want to do this. Like, Oh my gosh, it's like crazy. And I remember my mom reading like through the audition and like what it's all about and what it's going to be. And like, it's going to be a tour in six months. And my mom was like, okay, um, I don't know. This sounds a little like crazy, but you know what? Like you can audition for it. I know you really want to audition for it. Um, but she was like, there's no promises that I'm going to pack up and go on tour with you at, you know, at your age. And, and so I auditioned and it, it was funny too, cause we were supposed to fly out like the next day, um, back home. And, um, they had asked my mom if we could stay like the next two days to, um, there was, it was kind of like auditions, like specific things. So there was dancing first and the next day was like singing. And, um, so there are different like levels of the audition. And so I stay, we ended up staying and, um, because they were very adamant. They were like, we really like want you guys to stay. And so my mom was like, okay, fine. And, um, so we stayed and, um, I actually didn't hear back from that till about like two months after the fact. So after, after it, I thought, you know, okay, well, okay. I didn't get it. Like, that's cool. Yeah. That's great. Whatever. Like moving on. So then my, my agent out and I like called me and, um, he always wanted me to say, um, okay, go ahead and make my day. You know, the famous line, <laughs> the famous line. And he, and he said, he said, okay, you can say it now. And I was like, go ahead and make my day. And he was like, you landed kids bop. Wow. And I remember being on the phone and I just started like screaming. Cause I was like, are you kidding? Like, this is awesome. Like, this is wow. amazing. Like that's crazy. Like out of everybody who auditioned, it was just such a cool thing to, you know, get. And so then, you know, I took it, my family and I, we spent about a week kind of like praying about it and thinking, you know, it would be my mom and I packing up for six months. And I, mm. my brother and sister were at home still too. And so it was it was a tough decision as far as, you know, should we do it or not? Cause my mom just didn't want to leave for that long. But I, I still blows me away that my parents said yes to me doing it because I feel like if I had a kid and she was 12 years old and told me that she wanted to go on tour and landed a tour, I would be like, are you crazy? You're 12 years old. Like, Absolutely it, not. Yes. It blew it. But my parents and family have always been so supportive and especially when we love what we do. My dad's always said, you know, if you love what you do, like we will support you a hundred percent. And and that's been the case from the beginning. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, we went on tour and six months across the East coast and Midwest mm, and boy, 48 oh cities. 
it was it was amazing and that that is where i learned that i really wanted to do it for the rest of my life wow. um wow. i love i love the performances every night i love the meet and greets after the fact i wow. just loved it all and um I actually had a specific night to where I performed and we all, there were six kids and I was one of them and we all had kind of like solos and songs and my went up for my solo and I started to sing and all the whole entire crowd started singing along with me to the song mm. and it sounded like, like a choir of angels. Like wow. I, I, I can still picture in my head, like standing there on that stage when that happened and just, I felt this like feeling over me and then I remember after that show I went to my mom and I was like crying and laughing all at the same time and I'm like mom like this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life like this is I <laughs> and, and it was just such an amazing experience and then you know that opened doors into the music industry and and I was back and forth to LA still um and then we ended up staying out in LA for about three months um, but then I kind of realized, um, and I think my parents did too, that my mom was like, you know, she needs to kind of live somewhat of a normal life. Um, <laughs> whatever that looks so, like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whatever a normal life is. Uh, and so I went back home and I went to school and that's when I, you know, went back to the Opry's just playing on the weekends and then going to school during the week. And then, um, I, at a point I was in the Opry's and I started an album, called crazy good at 14. Um, oh. that was kind of my first attempt at like writing music and like at 14, like there's not too much you like can write about. I mean, like, you know, crushes and everything. So it was just definitely like a, just like a test run of, you know, what I want to do. And so I, we created this album and it was amazing. And, um, and then I was back after that album, I was back and forth to Nashville. Um, yeah. I wanted and, to ask you to, to, to move on to, to the years between say, say between 2007 and 2013, when, when I guess you would have been say approximately in the 12 to 18 range, because after kids bop, uh, when, when you did return to the Oklahoma and, and Texas, Opry circuit, it's, it is said that you developed a, a traditional but still fresh country pop style. So I, I did wonder, as I read that in preparation for today's show, you know, was that a case of taking all that experience that you had already built up and, and just, you know, really getting the reps as a contemporary performing artist and saying, here you yeah. go, I'm, I'm going to apply everything that I've that I've been, been involved with yeah. up to this point. Yeah, well, you know, it was being in the operas and it was mainly, you know, traditional country. And so I was, I was around that all the time, but I was also listening to all different types of genres. Um, you know, I, I was open to, you know, Christian music, pop, um, country. I mean, it was, I had everything and, and I was really, it was really figuring out who I was and, um, and figuring out what I love. Um, and so I loved the traditional country music, but I also loved the newer stuff. And, and so that's, I, I always kind of somewhat call myself a modern traditionalist, <laughs> hmm. um, because I do have somewhat of a taste of the new stuff, but also keeping it like classic country, yeah, yeah. um, in there and, and respecting the roots of where country has come from. And, and so, yeah, it's, I grew throughout that, that, that entire process of just really learning who, who I was and what I wanted to do. And like through that crazy good album was a big thing, you know, figuring out what sound I wanted to make. And, and, and that's, that's always changing though. I feel like, um, as I get older, especially, you know, things always change. So crazy good was kind of the first test run of really figuring that out. And then, yeah. And like I said, right after that, we started going back and forth to Nashville. But clarify and, um, the, the crazy good album that you keep referring to. Well, I take it I take it that you actually released that. It wasn't you know oh I wrote a bunch of stuff and it was going to be an album called Crazy Good, but I never actually released it. You actually did it. I think you said you were fourteen. 
I did. I was 14, and we released released an entire wow. album. Wow. Yeah. It was amazing. It really was. It was a cool experience, too, because we took a weekend, uh, my mom, my sister, and I, and we drove to Austin, um, and we just kind of dove in and, like, spent the entire weekend just doing the music and recording and um, writing for it, and it was really, it was such a cool experience at that age, because that was something I hadn't experienced yet of being in the studio like that, um, so it started that those roots and that that stuff started right at 14 years old of being in the studio um and so yeah we did release the crazy good project so did Mm -hmm. you did you write the whole album yourself um i think out of uh, i think it's like six or seven songs out of the whole album that i actually um yeah that i wrote amazing at age 14 that's amazing well you know one one recurring theme that i heard through all your answers to all the questions so far is is you keep talking about the, the tremendous support that you've gotten from your family over the years that um, not not that long ago, very recently on uh, about a month ago, episode 131 of this show, Macy Medford, she's actually a, a student at college in, in Nashville, but um, she talked all about the support that she has gotten from her family and, and doing some similar things as you going out to California yeah. for a few months at one point, you know, being really young. And so uh, I think you are kind of the, the poster child for, you know, how important it is and, and how successful you can be if you have that yeah. support from your family along the way, because, you know, you made the joke about yourself that if you had a 12 year old, you'd say, what? That's crazy. No, you're not doing that. Go, go back and yeah. play. But, uh, yeah. you know, look at, look at how far you've gotten. And it sounds like, um, you know, you, you, you stop at nothing to make sure that you mention what a big role your family has played in it along the way. Yeah. They've, they've been absolutely amazing. And it's kind of been like, it, it's always been like a family ordeal. Um, my, my, the whole family is so talented and my sister's in graphic design. Um, my brother is a techie. Like he's knows everything about computers, phones, just everything. And it's always been such a, you know, he did my website for a while. And, um, my sister, even now she does my merchandise and, um, does like helps me out with my social media. And, uh, so it's always been a family thing. And I think, um, it's, I've been so blessed because, I couldn't imagine it without them. And I will never, that's the thing. I will never take credit for what's happened in my life all by myself because it's always been a team effort. Mm, and, um, well, and without them, you know, the thing is, is the thing about family is they know who you are, you know, yeah, they know who yeah. you are. And so no matter the fame or whatever happens, you know, I want them there to look at me and, and if, I'm starting to become crazy and, and letting it take me over, you know, and I'm not the same Mary Sarah that I've always been, you know, they're there to go, Hey, snap out of it. Like, (laughs) not you. Like, you know, like I feel like my sister would totally like lock me in a room and be like, you're not doing this anymore. (laughs) I'm allowed to tell you this. I'm your sister. Now listen. (laughs) Yes. Oh, for sure. And so she's, she's so protective over me too. She's, she's about a year and a half older than me and we're best friends. And so she's just so protective, but helps me through everything. And more like my personal assistant because she helps me <laughs> keep everything on track. <laughs> oh, that's great. God bless you. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer, songwriter, guitar player Mary Sarah. Check out her official website at www.marysarah.com. And she is certainly on social media, too. On marysarah.com, you will find links to her Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. You will also find a long list of her upcoming live shows on her website with dates coming up in locations ranging from Texas to Tennessee, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. 
Of course, be sure to purchase her music too. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, the usual online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just one of them, episode 131 with Macy Medford. And as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Mary Sarah's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, Mary Sarah, in 2014, wow, check this out, listeners. Her debut release, we're not going to count the one when she was 14, her debut, her first, heck, the... There are countless artists who might put out 10 albums and never get this chance. Her debut release called Bridges, Great American Country Duets, featured performances with the likes of Dolly Parton, Merle Haggard, Tanya Tucker, Willie Nelson, and Vince Gill, among others. Um, The music world recently lost Freddie Powers. I got the chance to be part of a few songwriters festivals that he was also at. Uh, Freddie Powers was the executive producer overseeing that project. Mary Sarah, talk about that whole experience. I, I wonder, two two years later, do you still do you stop and think about that project and just kind of you know stop and pinch yourself? It freaks me out, honestly. Um, yeah. You know, looking back at what we were able to accomplish with that project, yeah. um, like you said, it's so unheard of to be able to get these artists on a project all in one. Um, and it just, I call it a miracle of a project cause that's really what it was throughout the whole entire process. It was just, um, you know, the first person we got when I was 15 was Dolly Parton. And, um, mm. that was through Kent Wells who produced the entire project. And, um, he actually, uh, produces Dolly and has produced her. And actually they just had, um, her album went number one, um, just recently. So he's, he's doing pretty well. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we started at, you know, 15 years old with Dolly and yeah, once we and- had Dolly, Shameless it plug kind of, for Mary Sarah's Instagram. There's a picture of her and Dolly Parton on her Instagram, but but please continue. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's like my biggest women crush Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, and that, you know, once you have Dolly on a project like that, um, it kind of it makes it a little more official, I would say. And how? Uh, and how? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so then that's when I actually was introduced to Freddie Powers. Um, and he took me, you know, under his wing and, um, you know, was able to call, you know, Willie and Merle and Ray Price and Tanya Tucker and say, Hey, you know, I, I really believe in this girl and, you know, she's working this project. And, um, you know, once he said, you know, Dolly's already on it too. They're like, Oh, okay, well, yeah, (laughs) great. Let's do it. And, and they all did it, you know, just out of kindness. I mean, there was nothing in it for them. And I think it also shows kind of what, you know, the legends like that in country music, how they want to inspire artists like me who are coming up in country music Mm. um, and to just kind of influence 
and, and be there. And, um, and so it really was truly amazing. Like I said, it was just like one, one after the other, it was Dolly, it was Willie, it was Merle. Um, we got Vince Gill. I mean, it was, it just kind of flowed and happened. And, and I feel like it was training ground for me too, because, you know, to be in the studio with those people and to also record with Kent, I learned so much. I mean, before that project, I didn't even know how to sing harmonies and, we spent hours on end, you know, working through and working those harmonies. And um, it's it's helped me out so much, you know, after the fact, too, to be able to sing harmonies um, for a lot of the stuff that I do. And and so I just feel like, you know, for me, I, I didn't end up going to college, but I feel like, you know, and with everything I've gone through, I, I've been in college. You know, yeah. I've been yeah, that, that whole album taught. was college. <laughs> it really was. It was, you know, three and a half years Um of just consistently being in the studio and, and traveling and working. And, and that actually was kind of the influence to really actually move to Nashville um, just to finish that project and be here and be able to um, work kind of all the time. And, um, and it was, yeah, it was just an amazing project. And I, like you said, like I look back and I'm like, I don't even know how we did this. Like yeah. this is just crazy. And I can't believe I did it. Cause you know, at 15, I didn't even at that age, I didn't even realize like, how young I was, um, you know, when it was happening, I didn't even think about my age. And then I look back and I'm like, man, like I was 15 when that whole thing started. That's like crazy. that's crazy. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's, wait, well, it's after <laughs> that, uh, as, as I mentioned back in the intro last year, you followed it up by putting out an eight song release called dress up this town. Uh, tell the listeners about that album. Yeah, well, you know, I had finished the Bridges Project, and um, it was an album of duets. So I was singing, you know, still other people's songs, and and my fans really wanted to hear stuff that I had been working on. And when I moved to Nashville, I was writing all the time, and and I just thought, you know what, I'm I'm gonna throw an EP together of you know songs that I have right now, and and what's what's me right now, and um, and so that's kind of how that turned out to to you know release that was just to kind of give my fans a little bit of you know what. I do and, and what I've been up to and an update. And, uh, and that also was, you know, I wanted to release some music definitely before I decided, you know, to go to the voice too. And, um, to, just to kind of get music out there just so people can hear it also, you know, when they see the voice, if they look me up, you know, they see, you know, newer, newer music and stuff sure, like that. Sure. So that's, that project was definitely like where I was at at that time and, um, what I was doing. And so I just wanted my fans to know. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is so that you at least have a foundation to draw from and know the industry terminology, buy a book that covers the various facets of the music business, the keyword there being business. Even if you are hiring someone to be your manager or booking agent or publicist, etc., you still need to have a general sense of, quote unquote, how this all works. And that is today's Bruce's bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com 
for online ordering and instant delivery. Well, I did want to mention that, of course, earlier this year, you were on a little TV show that uh, a few of the listeners might have heard of called, called The Voice. Uh, we have actually listeners uh, get a pen or a pencil or um, another th- trick is if you just look at the time code of uh, where on this interview we are in case you're out for a run right now or maybe you're driving or somewhere that, that you can't write it down. Um, but I'm going to give you a quick list here. Um, we've had a handful of guests on this show from The Voice Actually, the very first episode ever of Now Hear This Entertainment was with Shauna P., who was in the top oh, 32 on season we four. Love her. Yeah. Um, and I will probably see her in a month or two uh, when I go back to the Frank Brown Songwriters Festival. Um, so, in oh addition, there have been a lot of others that I have interviewed from The Voice, too. Lindsay Bruce was on uh, Milestone episode 50 of this show. Mark Andrew was on episode 83 of my show. Jared Dillon on episode 93. And most recently, Megan Lindsay on episode 110. I love her too. (laughs) Mary Sarah, congratulations, certainly, on a a tremendously successful run on The Voice. You were a member of Team Blake. Uh, You're probably going to ask me, how much time do you have? But um, from that whole experience, what would you like to share with the listeners about all that time that you spent on The Voice? Well, you know, um, like I said, my life has always been such a learning experience. And, and when I thought about doing The Voice, I had thought about it for a couple of years. And um, I was it actually the first time I thought about doing it was during the Bridges Project. And I, I'm, I'm all about, you know, when I start something, I want to finish it. And so I wanted to make sure, you know, I finished the Bridges Project. And, you know, we did a radio tour after the fact for that. And, and I was writing. And, and, you know, after it, I just was writing in Nashville. And I thought, man, like this is kind of the perfect time um, to do this in my life because I, I I don't have too much going on. I finished the project and um, I just thought, you know what, why not? And and I the thing about the Bridges Project is I was mentored by you know the legends in country music sure. and and I looked at the voice the same way. You know to get the opportunity to work with people like Blake Shelton and Pharrell and Adam Levine and Christina Aguilera and and just work with many a people on that show. It was just an opportunity to, to look, like learn and grow, um, as an artist again. And, um, and also, you know, it was definitely an idea too, cause you know, country music right now, as far as women go, it's, it's not the easiest thing. And so I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to take this into my own hands a little bit and, uh, and, and just kind of do what I love and, um, perform and have the opportunity to grow as an artist. And I really did during that whole entire process. I grew, I learned so much about my voice, Um, what I can do. Um, I think I definitely learned more to trust the instinct of myself um, when choosing songs and, you know, what to do with the song and where to take it. And um, it really, it was such a growing experience and I would not take a single second back in that whole process. Um, And, and I get all the time people come up to me and they're like, Oh, you know, you should have won and everything. But, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason too. And I was just blessed to be a part of it and make it that far. And, uh, it was truly an amazing experience. And, and I would say, honestly, I would recommend it to anybody who's, um, you know, performing and singing. And, but I would say, you know, make sure you know who you are before you go too, because, it's not the best thing to try to figure out who you are while you're on live television. I'm keep, keep saying this because I, I, I was going to, I was going to ask you, you know, what advice you do have for anyone who's listening, who's thinking about possibly auditioning, because we all hear stories of singers who tell 
people, or I'm sorry, of, of people who tell singers, you should audition for The Voice, or we hear those, those coulda, shoulda, woulda stories about, you know, those people who, for whatever reason, they just never take the step of trying to get into the audition process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... I think, you know, I, I was all nervous about it at first. Um, when I first started thinking about it, you know, a lot of artists, they look at the contract and they look at, you know, things and, and there's positives and negatives to everything that you do. And and um, I think it, it is such an opportunity. And if you're ready for something like that, go ahead and take the jump um, because it, it is an amazing experience. It's I looked at, you know, like American Idol or like X Factor or anything like that. And, and the thing about The Voice is they are such a family there. Um, they have the same people from the beginning when the show started still working. Um, and, and that, that's just created such a family and they, and they take care of the artist and, um, it's, it's truly an amazing experience and a growing experience. So I really, honestly, I would recommend it to anybody who is, um, kind of thinking about it and just, just take the leap of faith too. And you never know what's going to happen, but you just got to trust, um, that everything will fall into place. Well, I liked that early on you referred to the Bridges album. You, you said, I didn't go to college, but, and, and of course I'm paraphrasing, but we heard you basically say, I didn't go to college, but but that basically was college for me. And now, and, and please, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it almost sounds like you're saying being on The Voice was, okay, now that I've gone to college with the Bridges album, now I'm going to get my master's. And that's what The Voice was oh, yeah. for you. For sure. Oh my gosh, I love the way you put that, because that's exactly what it was. It was just kind of just another step in my life that I grew so much and, and learned so much just like college. And, and, um, it, it was an amazing experience. So I love, I love the way you put that. I'm so, if, if you're okay with it, I'm so stealing that. Yeah, please steal it. Please steal it. Um, but I, I, you know, I wonder, and, and listeners bear with me here because I, I'm going to, this is, I'm going to put myself in a vulnerable position here. I know people are going to say, well, that's a stupid question. Everybody goes on shows like the voice for American Idol or America's Got Talent because they want to win. But you almost sound like, and, and, you know, this is listeners. This is the first time that Mary Sarah and I are meeting each other, but you sound very humble. You sound like, like you're like me in, in terms of being a devout Christian. And, and it sounds yeah, like you yeah. really went on that show thinking this is going to be a great education for me and it's going to help my mm-hmm. career tremendously. I, I don't really hear you as being someone, now granted, we all want to win. And, and of course you didn't go there to not win, but I really think you're saying that you really went there for that education and for what it could yeah. do for your career. Not, Oh no, Bruce, I was there to win and I'm mad that I didn't. <laughs> well, you know, I think in life, there's experiences that you know you're meant to have and and I was honestly yeah I was there for the experience of the whole thing and I I've never I've never really been the type of person to be like I'm gonna win everything and ah like that's my goal and because I like I said I'm just so about more of the experience and the journey of my life and and I've I've got to thank my mom for that because she's always reminded me of that that you know that's what truly matters and and throughout that show too I made friends for a lifetime. Um, the contestants, we all, we still hang out and I'm actually, I'll be in LA here soon for, um, the next premiere of the season, the voice. And we're all actually getting together. Season 10 is getting together, um, at Allison Porter who won, um, her house and we're all going to celebrate and, and just have a good time. And, and so, you know, the thing about those experiences is there's so much more than just the winning that you gain. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, and that was one of them was friendships and lifetime um, friends that I'm going to have and, and supporters and we all support each other. And so, um, yeah, it's just never been about that in my life. And, and I don't think it ever will be. I, I've never been that type of person. I love what I do and I, and I want to do it for a very long time. And, but that doesn't mean I have to be, you know, the most famous person in the world. Um, you know, if I can get a stage and perform for people, I'm happy. And, um, you know, we always strive for something bigger, obviously, but it's sure. just, you know, if, if, if it doesn't happen for me, it's okay. Cause I love what I do. And that's, that's really all that matters to me. And I love my fans too. You know, the fact that I, I always think it's so crazy that, you know, I somewhat have the chance to, you know, make someone's day or say that they've had like a really bad day and, and to meet me or, you know, just talk to me, which is so weird. I think, you know, just to, cause I'm such a, I'm a human, I'm a normal person. <laughs> so I, I think it's so funny and, but it's a beautiful thing to have the opportunity to do that for people. Um, and so it, it's just, it's what I love and, and I don't think I'll ever stop. Well, no. certainly that, that attitude of humility will take you a long way, and, and it is what enabled you to take away from the voice what you did take away and, and look at where it's gotten you with you know, with the, the long list of tour dates that I mentioned that are on your website and doing interviews like this one yeah. and you know, put, working on new music. So obviously it, it has served you well. I, I wonder, uh, th- this one I will admit is a little bit of a roll of the dice, but when you talk about the relationships formed with the voice, anybody that you're still in contact with that uh, – from the from the kids bop days that you say you know i actually made a real good friend back then or two friends or three friends um for sure we actually we keep in contact and um one of them specifically is actually um his mom is best friends with my mom so like we last time i was in la for the voice we went uh, they live in san diego and um so we do we keep in contact things like that i feel like experiences um like that you don't it doesn't always happen in your life and when you get to experience it with other people you end up having a bond um, like none other. Um, yeah. So that's what I feel like too with the contestants of The Voice. You know, we did something that was so out of like normal, you know, reality. I guess it just was so, <laughs> so different and to do and to work together and support each other and and work through the hardships together. Um, you know, whenever we were nervous or whenever we didn't know what to do, we were always there for each other. And um, I think things like that, experiences like that, help to create such a bond with people. That's and awesome. that, that's what happened on Kids Pop too. So I've I've had an amazing an amazing time just making really truly great friends throughout my life Fantastic. and people that will be in my life forever. So it's, it's been amazing. Fantastic. I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer, songwriter, guitar player, Mary Sarah. Check out her official website at www.marysarah.com. Obviously that is S A R H, excuse me, S A R A H. You can always look at the title of the episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of the guest name. She is certainly on social media too. On marysarah.com, you'll find links to her Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And you will also find there a long list of her upcoming live shows. I mentioned before that currently she has dates scheduled in locations ranging from Texas to Tennessee, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. Of course, do be sure to purchase her music too. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, the usual online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net. It stands for Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on nhte.net the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. 
Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to the show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. It makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music as well. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and do follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned Macy Medford from episode 131. And then there was the list of guests who have been on this show from The Voice. Shauna P. on episode 1. Lindsay Bruce from episode 50. Mark Andrew, episode 83. Jared Dillon, episode 93. And Megan Lindsay on episode 110. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Mary Sarah's music and or other music, books, whatever it is, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Mary Sarah, two weeks after your time on The Voice was over, you made your Grand Ole Opry debut. Uh, that that sounds to me like you just went from being on one cloud to another. <laughs> I, you know, that was insane for me. Um, it was literally like day of that we had finished The Voice and I had gotten an email from Pete Fisher, who runs the Opry. And he was like, we'd love to have you. And wow. I freaked out. I mean, I mean, you know, like I've performed in Opry's in Texas all the time. And like the Grand Ole Opry was like, that's the stage. Like that's country music stage. Like I just feel like to have that opportunity and to have done it is such an honor. And um, it's like nothing I've ever done too. I mean, that stage has such a feeling um, when you go out there and, and stand in that circle. Um, it, I don't think it'll ever go away. That feeling of just pure awe. I, I don't even know how to explain the feeling that I get when I'm on that stage. And, and I hope to do it um, many more times in the future because it's it's such a beautiful thing. And, and I'm honored. And it was amazing. I really like I'm smiling ear to ear thinking about it. <laughs> I, that first time, too, was so I was so nervous. I, I remember being so nervous. And uh, but it was amazing. And then I, I've had the opportunity to do it, you know, two other times since then. And uh, it's it's been amazing every single time and truly an honor. So and another plug for your Instagram uh, listeners, there are pictures that Mary Sarah has posted on her Instagram from uh, from the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, now you are working on a new project due out next year. I wonder, is there anything you can reveal at this point about that album yet? Maybe where are you recording? Anyone noteworthy that you want to name that you're working with? Maybe a, a theme for the album or, or perhaps when next year it will be out? Any, anything like that that you can share at this point? I wish I could. Um, no, there's nothing right now. It's just I'm really excited and um, I'm hoping actually maybe to release it maybe before next year. Um, so we're tr trying to work very hard at that. And um, I'm just really excited to kind of get new music out there. And, and because, you know, a lot of my fans, there's a lot of them that have been there, you know, before The Voice, but there's a lot of new ones, too, who want new music and and to see what I've been working on. And I'm so excited about it. Um, it's going to be a great project. I, I've been putting my heart and soul into writing and um, just just working hard for my fans. And I'm so excited. So I'm hoping maybe even before next year. But okay. um, if not, okay. it may be next year. So who knows? Uh, but I wish I had something to, you know, <laughs> kind of 
sneak peek for you, but That's not okay. yet. Not as, yet. <laughs> as I always say on, on a lot of these episodes, uh, it, it gives people more incentive to follow you online so that they can watch when you post updates on social media about the progress that you're making with it. Um, Mary, Sarah, we've covered a lot of ground here today and and we've established that between the albums, between being on The Voice, your long list of live shows, you're you're one busy girl. I wonder, how do you make time out of all that to to just be Mary, Sarah, the the girl, you know, in, in normal everyday life that's not doing music? Well, it's so funny, though, it's it. You know, I, I, I could never see my life without music, though, because that's who I am. And uh, and I love it. You know, the writing, the, you know, being in the studio, uh, performing, every every aspect of it, I just love because it's, it's so different um, in every part. And so, you know, I do. I go, uh, my sister and I like roller skates and we go bowling and like, you know, you make time for things like that. But, you know, music is always going to be pretty much my life. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that because <laughs> I love it so much and uh, it's who I am. And so, you know, there's always time for extracurricular activities, but, good, uh, good. you know, it, it's mainly music. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm totally fine with that. Awesome. So. Well, we are going to close today with a song of yours called Lost With You. So before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. Um, I love this song. Um like, like we were talking about, my family's always been a big influence in my life. And this song actually um, kind of came, an idea came from my brother. And um, I wrote this with a guy named Bill DeLuigi. And he's an amazing writer here in Nashville. And uh, it's all about just, you know, being free with somebody and then just getting lost in the night with that person. And, and it's one of my favorites. It's a it's a fast song, good tempo. And so uh, I hope you enjoy it. Lost with you. Wonderful. Mary, Sarah, thank you so much for doing this today. Uh, really enjoyed it. And maybe we'll have to have you back uh, one once that new album does come out. Um, be great to, to talk to you again. I really enjoyed, quote unquote, meeting you. I, I loved it too. And thank you so much. You are really awesome. And I really love the way you interview too. So it just feels like a great conversation and uh, I appreciate it. Thank so. you. God bless you. God bless you too. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, Mary Sarah. Do visit her official website. It's www.marysarah.com and then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell you tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember to keep up with her online, not only for updates on the new album that she's working on for release, but for live dates so you can go see her perform in person. And of course, do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, and other online retailers. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to the show and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and they call sharing repost episodes on there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. 
We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Mary Sarah. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Lost With You. Dip in the rain.